everyone, welcome to The Merative with me, Nick Dale, where we meet people involved in the creative industries, talk about their journey, and discover their stories. So, let's get straight into the first episode. So, here we are in lockdown. I would say welcome to lockdown, but being in week four, that's probably a, a bit late. Um, I guess one of the good things about all this time that we've been uh, given, I suppose, um, is we can finally get down to doing some projects we've always wanted to try. And um, one of the things I've always wanted to try is get a podcast off the ground. So here we are. As some of you know, I'm a photographer and mostly I shoot updates for kids and teens these days. But I also work with magazines on editorials and agencies on commercial and advertising work. I'm lucky that I've travelled around the world on many projects. I've seen a lot of places and I've met a lot of people. Uh, And one thing I always love about is hearing about their lives and how they've reached this point in their journey. As a visual storyteller, I like to hear about people's lives because it helps me create a relationship with my subjects. And I like to tell them about myself too. Outside of work, I visit schools and I talk to students about my career, but also about their hopes and ambitions because I want to try and offer them the best advice I can to help them get where they want to go. But I'm also a bit disappointed because they only hear my side of things. I think the real benefit comes from hearing a collection of voices and a range of opinions. So when parents started asking me about how to get their kids into modelling and what agencies to go for and a hundred other questions, I thought it'd be great if they could hear artists from, you know, actual people in the industry, some models and some parents and some agents. But when I thought about it, I wanted to go a bit further. I wanted to go outside of modelling. I'm also going to be speaking with agents, actors and inspiring individuals across every creative field to hear their stories and get inspiration and insight into how they not only made their dreams become a reality, but to hear about what it's like living in that reality. Because whether you're a model, a photographer, painter, writer, we all share a common goal and every one of us has something we can learn from each other. So for our first episode, I had a chat with Ronnie Chapman, a hairstylist and mum to Tilly, a very successful 13-year-old model who has worked for massive names such as Burberry, H&M and Adidas. In addition to Ronnie, we had Rihanna and her mum Brenda. Rihanna is another super experienced model who has worked with Nike, JD Sports and is also a very accomplished dancer. We had to record this over Skype, so apologies for the questionable sound at times. But here we have a general discussion about how they got started and their thoughts on some of the more prominent issues in the industry right now. Here we go. Thanks for doing this, guys. Uh, welcome on. I'm kind of hoping that um, this will answer a lot of the questions that I get on Facebook and stuff from all the new mums who want to get into the industry. So if you guys want to introduce yourself for everybody. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Brenda, her mum. <laughs> I'm Ronnie. I'm Tilly's mum. We're going to go over basically how you guys got started. Um you, you two guys are, are perfect for this, really, because you guys have been doing it such a long time. I saw a, a photo of Rihanna the other day on your Insta of when you were eight, I think. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just quickly start with you guys, Brenda and Rihanna. How, how did you guys get started? Um, we had been talking about it for a while, but Rihanna was quite um, uh, shy, didn't want to go in front of the camera at all. Um, uh, but I managed to to convince her that she would meet Miley Cyrus because she was really into Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> so I said to her, I think it's worth giving it a shot. 
Um, we talk to lots of people, um, uh, which I think is really important to find people that you know in the industry um, and make sure that you are aware of the, the right agencies that's out there. Um, there's so many agencies um, that, um, well, companies that appear to be agencies, uh, especially on Facebook. Um, and um, we were lucky enough that we could talk to a few people that we knew um, we were told um, about Urban Angels. Um, so we went on their website and did a bit of background mm -hmm. check, looked at some reviews, um, and then we uh, applied. Um, and uh, Rihanna was um, very, very fortunate and was able to be signed up, which we were delighted about. How about you guys, Ronnie? So um, I think it started when I was doing a fashion shoot for... Um, and, and I got some models and I was at work and we had the backdrop all set up and I had to bring Tilly with me. She was two. And there was these gorgeous six foot models and she just walked up on into the set and she wanted, she was start, she literally was copying all their poses, but she was really shy, which was really weird. But when in front of the camera, she was literally like a different person and she's still the same now. You couldn't really mm. have a conversation with her much, but if you put her in front of a camera, she just knows her angles and she's, you know, she's really professional. She takes direction really well and she loves it she, she's really good at it so you know i'm going to encourage her all the way if she's in one of the biggest things that sort of comes up is uh sort of the application process the uncertainty of how it works and the timelines involved and all that kind of stuff and parents seem to be completely baffled by the whole thing did you have that experience or was it something that was kind of easy we again did lots of research um we um followed the uh the guidance on urban angels website as well about what they wanted particular pictures um being used on the phone they didn't want professional pictures um but it's it's a very long process and you have to wait and the waiting i think is the hardest part um and that's just the application process um waiting for that phone call um, and then going for the, the first shoot and then again waiting for that phone call it's quite difficult so how about you guys you could you with kids london aren't you yeah yeah we was um tilly was scouted when she was four um with a little local agent and uh, and she was doing she was doing good she got some good jobs and um and then while i was on a job someone said to me she she needs to be with a london agent and I was really, I had no idea. And she just said she needs to be at Bruce and Brown. So I called them up and they just said, yeah, they'll take her. But we was at Bruce and Brown for quite a while. Um, and then I, I, I think they're a really, really good agent and totally professional. But something was calling me to Kids London. So um, I called them up and um, Sue literally said to me that, um, she so happened she'd got a magazine until he was on the cover. And she'd said that she would, um, she was talking about Tilly that moment and said that she would like Tilly to be with Kids London and it was literally the same time I called her and said can I be there so it was kind of an, an instant swap really which worked really really well but yeah I think the only thing is is that these there's so many people that want to do this now mm -hmm. that the agents are kind of oversubscribing in this many kids on their books and yeah. you know for some kids I think they get lost and I think if if you haven't got a different look it, it can be tricky yeah, I was going to bring that up because one thing I've noticed, I mean, I've only been in the industry sort of working for a couple of years, maybe three years now. I came from the adult world thinking this would be easier. 
Uh, <laughs> proved very wrong. Um, but one of the things I kind of find is that even in the last two years, it's becoming really, really busy. Uh, certainly the number of messages and calls that I get on a daily basis have tripled in terms of people wanting me to sort of collab and, and do things like that. Um, do you find you find that in in the castings you go to and all that kind of stuff? Do you find there's more people there? Is it more competitive? And I mean, how about you, Rihanna? Do you find more people doing it? I think definitely. Like I'm working with a lot of new models, whereas before it was the kind of same like ten to fifteen. I'd say that like every job you do, like there was a group of us. But now you're like there's a lot more new models coming up, which is cool because like obviously everyone else is getting like new opportunities and stuff. But it's weird, like there's so many new people, but I think it's really cool that like more people are interested and like taking it more seriously. More yeah. Now than ever, so. Yeah, I have to say, cause when I when I started looking through like start connecting with agents, I always saw the same five or six faces, uh, you know, everywhere. Um, maybe maybe it, now it's sort of the same ten or fifteen, but there's certainly more new people coming up. But I, I don't see them kind of. I don't know what it is, but are, are you finding that I'm still seeing the same people getting the jobs? But it's, it seems to be there's a lot more people vying for the work. I'm not sure where the sort of disconnect is. It, it seems to be very busy out there for in terms of agencies signing people, um, but not necessarily that they're getting the castings. I mean, a lot of people message me saying, oh, how do I get a casting? What do I need? And I don't think there's a magic formula, really. Is that what you find? You just kind of, you, you kind of get the call or you don't get the call. It's nothing, it's nothing about you particularly. It's depending on what's happening on the day. Is that kind of how you feel about it? Yeah, and I feel like... Uh, with like casting processes if you have like more experience there's a chance that you're going to get it just because you already have a name and they can check with like other casting directors and they can say oh this person's easy to work with so in that sense it's like easier I'd say and it's a lot harder when you don't have that experience or when you're trying to break through and get your first shoot because you don't have people saying oh yeah this is an amazing person to work with or that person because like it's all word of mouth. Like everyone talks to everyone in this industry. So unless you have those connections, I feel like it's really hard to actually and good get relationships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of, kind of rings true over the entire industry. I think, you know, it's mm. certainly where I work in film and TV, you know, people know each other and you get the work that way. It's kind of absolutely. very, it's very insular. I mean, yeah. so Ronnie, do you remember Tilly's first job? Do you remember like how she, how she got that job? Yeah, she. it was um, TK Maxx and um, the uh, Steel Christmas campaign. And from that, she got a straight book into a commercial for the TK Maxx um, Christmas commercial. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it kind of did. You're right, Rihanna. It did lead on to another job, which does very, very um, often in the industry. But I think going back to um, castings and things like that, uh, Tilly's, Tilly's quite well known for being the Chinese girl you know they have to have a black girl they have to have a ginger girl they have to have a blonde girl yeah, which I yeah. think is amazing um, and she is kind of the go-to Chinese girl which you know I'm very very happy about um, but going back to um, you know if if the, if the casting says uh, a 13 year old girl and they haven't got a description that, that can be really frustrating because if, you, if, if what I'm trying to say is if if you want a Chinese girl, book a Chinese girl. Do you know what I mean? There's no point mm. me going to a casting, dragging her after school when they want a blonde girl with curly hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. And that turn happens up and be the only yeah. all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, really? That happens a lot. Like, it's such, oh my yeah. God. And yeah. it's, it's a big deal for us to get to London. You know, it takes, it's two and a half hours, three hours each way. 
to get there. So that's a big chunk. It's a big chunk of money. And to get there and everybody in there is blonde and they book a blonde girl, which is great. I'm not, do you know what I mean? Everybody yeah, it needs yeah. to be fair. That's an interesting point. Cause I was going to, I was going to move on to this later on, but we might as well talk about it now in, in terms of the actual life of doing this. A lot, I think 90% of the new models that come through my doors to get their first set of headshots have no idea of the commitment it takes both on the, the child and more importantly the parents yeah in terms of what you have to do i mean it's, it's almost like a lifestyle it's not it's not like a, a hobby you know the, the amount of hours you put in and the amount of travel um how much are you doing on a monthly basis in terms of sort of traveling about and all that kind of stuff i mean for us it's not as bad because we're in london so yeah. we can get a tube to anywhere whereas like obviously you guys answer that makes it a lot harder but i'd say what do you say like i'm i i i for me, it's about taking time off work. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at, you know, two, three, four days a month. Um, uh, some months are quiet, obviously. It, it comes and, and goes. Um, and then other months are very, very busy. Um, uh, and it's childcare as well, making sure that Rihanna's brother gets to school and gets picked up from school. Um, that's probably the, the, the most difficult part, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's having to be out the door at six o'clock in the morning. But then what's, what's going to happen with him? for the day of course, yeah um so it's it's those bits but it is it's a full-time job organizing everything emailing the school getting the licenses um it's always something that i end up sending huge um, messages back to people who ask me oh you know my, my son or my daughter is interested i'm like let me tell you how your life will be yeah. and if you're not able to do this it's not for you um and actually i don't know anybody that's come back and went yeah i'm, I'm still interested <laughs> i think most people go like, oh um I, I think the commitment for castings as well is huge um you've to, got to literally you you know the day before you're yeah. they'll phone you yeah. up and they say well, you've got to be in london tomorrow or sometimes you might have to go that day yeah and i yeah. i work full time mm-hmm. um and it's not it's not easy, but I've got my mum who's a licensed chaperone, and obviously my husband he he um he pitches in as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it can be it can be really really um, time consuming, and you know as well though I think you, you could do ten castings and not get a job. Absolutely. So yeah. You've got to be yeah. realistic. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think a lot of parents walk into this with an expectation of oh, wouldn't it be great? I get lots of pretty pictures and you know, they'll really enjoy it. But I think a lot of mums really need to sort of hear the, the life and what you guys really go through. Because, uh, you know, every mum and parent that comes through my doors, I, I obviously think, I think, wow, you, you really do work hard. And, you know, in terms yeah. of what you guys get back in terms, well, what you guys get back is, is not minimal, but you know what I mean? It's, 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 all, for, it's all for the models. It's really, it's really lovely, but yeah. it's, a, it's a very hard job to do. And it is a job. I think, <laughs> you know. I think as well um there's been times where tilly tilly done um, a shoot a campaign once and she was four years old and she was so excited and she went to school it was a back to school shoot and she went to school and told all of her friends that she was going to be in this shop and da, 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 da. she was the only kid that was cut from the campaign oh, four years old no. oh and, my gosh and we had no idea even to this day why she was cut from oh, it might her. have been that the clothes weren't sitting right or whatever but yeah. you're not always guaranteed to be featured, even when you've booked a really good job. And yeah. that is a knock, a big, big knock. Um, wow. But, you know, it taught her. It's taught her a lot in life. Um, and it is positive. But when you're going through it, it doesn't feel that positive. No, so absolutely. You, you've got to grow a very thick skin, a very thick skin. And quite quickly, <laughs> do you find that, Rihanna, just to sort of 
put the barriers up a little bit. A hundred percent. Like, um, I find that going for castings, I have to not get my hopes up because you never know what's going to happen. Like, you can not get the job or you can get the job, be really excited you booked the job and then end up being in the background and it's the back of your head in the shot. <laughs> you really can't get your hopes up, I feel. But obviously, like, be really enthusiastic with it. But at the same time, you can't be too excited and, like, yeah. I feel that from experience. What, what campaign featured the back of your head? Oh, what was it? Um, it was one of my first ones. I think I was about 10. Oh, and I remember it coming out and it was issued the back of my head and I was like, oh, that's great. I can't really. Oh. I, I visualised the picture. I can't think what it was. I can like visualise it. <laughs> I can't think what it was. <laughs> but I've, I've heard before, especially with, um, with um, catalogues um, uh, where people would be at a shoot all day long, have 15 outfits and then when the catalogue comes out that, that their child has been a tiny picture on one page um, and they were expecting pages and pages um, so um, I, I always tell new models that story and yeah. that you know and and, yeah. and again the, the, the waves of the bookings and that you could be really busy and then nothing for ages and then really busy again yeah um, and let just quickly, let's touch on agencies again, because I know that's another hot topic of who to apply to and all that kind of thing. I mean, you guys with your own agencies, and I presume you're, you're very happy with them. Yeah. I don't hear I don't hear any negative things about any agency. But if you're going to Google an agency now, if you're thinking about it, what would you guys look for? Um, one that you don't have to pay for. Yeah, yes. of course. Um, I think that, I think that's really important. I mean, obviously, some of the some of the local agencies have no choice; they have to do that. But I think if you are wanting to do it a little bit more seriously, a London agent that are free are, I think, the way to go. So obviously, the Bonnie yeah. and the Bettys, it's London, Bruce and Brown, Urban Angels. There's there's quite a few now that are the the top ones. Yeah, and none of them charge. Yeah, like I would definitely recommend Instagram because. Um, you can actually see some of the work the agencies do and you can see the models that they work with. So it just kind of gives you an idea because the websites, like, yes, they're helpful, but at the same time, it's good to actually see the models and see what they're doing because on agencies' websites, they're just going to, like, kind of, you know... Um, do the sell. Yeah, they're going to really sell themselves. So sometimes it's good to actually look yourself and not just see what they're saying and go off of that on who you pick. Yeah. Uh, that's a good tip that one yeah check out what they're check out what, what they're posting and what content they think is relevant to their brand because obviously <laughs> if you don't like what they're if you don't like the kind of jobs they're doing then that, that would make a big difference to whether you want to go there or not that's a really yeah. nice tip i mean uh, you mentioned earlier very quickly about the um the the scam agents i think we should really touch on that quickly <laughs> certainly from a, yeah. a photographer's perspective because i have a real bugbear with people selling bad photography for no reason um <laughs> Have you ever come across any of the scammers? Did you did you have did you guys ever get dealt a blow um, early on, or was it something you you were quite lucky to avoid have avoided? Because they're they're still running rampant on Facebook. Yes. Um, again, we're getting a handle on them, I think. But uh, I think there's there's some general rules. I think you'd agree with like don't ever pay for a portfolio. You don't need one. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, did you ever do you remember ever going through that kind of experience early on, or did you manage to sidestep it? No, I mean, we were quite lucky. We joined urban straight away so there was never nice. that but i yeah. get dms from people like asking about how to join and they say oh i've just joined this agency but we've had to pay i think one of them said like nearly 200 pounds for wow. a portfolio and i was like no <laughs> like there's a lot on instagram as well it's where nice. they use models pictures like some of my friends they've used their pictures to act like this is the work that they're doing 
and yeah. charging nearly 200 pounds mm. it's just mm -hmm. crazy and on, on facebook as well that they've um i've had messages where they liked someone's picture and said oh you know i think that your daughter could be a model um so you know come in and see us next week and then i'll get the the message what do you think and I'll spend five minutes Googling and then I can come back to them and say, actually, if you look it up, they're not actually a modeling agency. Yeah. Um, they will help you to have the right skill set oh, yeah, to be a model. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. Not, they're not actually a modeling agents, agency. So it's it's really important to do a lot of research. We did a lot of research before we. Yeah. And because we knew a lot of people. Yeah. As yeah. well in the agency. So it's it's good that people come and ask questions. Yeah, we get we get a lot of people, lot of people messaging us um with advice asking for advice and how can their daughter you know do well and and things like that yeah 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 i think it's really important and certainly if, if you ever message a photographer and they promise something like a portfolio or guaranteed access to an agency um delete them because no no photographer will ever yeah, offer yeah. that we'd be a fool to try um <laughs> so yeah it's, it's just um, i think i have to mention this in every episode but you know really do your research and um yeah. uh, i remember and i'm speaking as a photographer you need to have photos to join an agency i think most most agencies now just ask for a, an iphone shot right or yeah. just a quick snapshot uh, i know some agencies um urban organizes their own renewal headshots um yeah. but i know some other agencies um will send people to photographers like yourself out of interest from this is a, a question i've actually wondered about it's when point did you decide to go and get more professional shots done a lot of models i know have obviously their iphone shots and their model cars are just full of sort of self-taken photos mm -hmm. at what point would you recommend going out there and looking for a professional set of shots because uh, a lot of mums and i think models don't know when is the right time yeah. to make that investment yeah. i think i think um it, it's it's a difficult one it depends basically if you're not getting the work that you can use your work images um like campaign shots on your portfolio then maybe it would be a good idea to invest but it's it's also instagram is such a good tool that the amount of photographers that we have messaging us saying will we test which is perfect because we all win um <laughs> you know i don't want to spend money when i don't need to they need to self-promote themselves as well and um using tilly they can that it's going to help so it is a two-way thing and and i i think it's just a win-win situation yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's not always possible, obviously. Um, but where where it, where it is, then go for it. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, I, I do yeah. get a lot of messages myself about would you mind testing and all that. And sometimes it's possible, sometimes it's not. But you know, yeah. if you don't ask, you don't get. I think putting yourself out there is quite important. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a good, good advice yeah, to get out there and ask, see if you can test. Um, but do you think a good set of headshots makes a difference in your in how much work they get? I mean, from you guys, it's pretty a bit moot now because you're so experienced but i think uh heard some guys say that it does make a you know, instant difference to the head to the model cards but i mean what's your opinion on it do you do you find that your campaign stuff sells most of the most of her work is that kind of how you guys make most of your money is it through the through the, the campaigns you've done or is it through just sort of the, the straight up headshots on your on your model cards I think for Tilly, I always try and use just her work she does. It sells more when you've got when you're when you're working for brands and you've got that brand behind you, it could it would sell you more. Um, me personally, that's what I think. I mean, I agree with that, but at the same time, um, I used to get quite pigeon held like to one type of modelling. Mm -hmm. So I feel like at the same time, if you do get headshots and to show that you can do different stuff and put that on your model card, just to show mm -hmm. that you aren't 
one type of model and you can do more stuff mm-hmm. say for like um editorial yeah because I never get editorial but I'd love to do it mm. so that's why we try and work with different photographers to show that I can do it and it's not just e-com that I can do like I can branch off to other stuff too yeah we'll, we'll there's no reason that. why you shouldn't be doing editorial you've got a fantastic look thank you <laughs> you look amazing you, you, you should be doing editorial <laughs> it's fun it is fun it's very different very very different you just yeah. got to kind of give yourself over and just let them do whatever they want because it's just such a creative day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so it is so much fun. I love doing editorials. We had a good time, didn't we, the other week? Yeah, we did. It's just kind of, <laughs> it's just like we just don't get really over, like a bit OTT with the hair. And, like, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. We'll is- we'll work on it. I think editorial is that gold standard where we get a lot of messages about it. Oh, can we do an editorial? And as as a photographer, yeah. You're kind of thinking, yeah, okay, a lot of work. You know, you got to have the right models and you got to have the right yeah. team behind and you. It, when it when it when it works, it works. Yeah, and as well, no one gets paid for it. You know, you've got to put a lot of time in, a lot of effort for uh-huh. financially, not a lot of reward, but the images are going to speak volumes, and that's the fun yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, and you do get a good set of things for your portfolio, and yeah. obviously, you know, it's one of those things where I'd, I'd advise if you were a new model. Um, you might not, you might not get any editorial work. It, it's kind of, it's, it, they're rare enough anyway as, as we shoot them. Yeah. Um, but certainly aspire to be in them because obviously that's when you can get really, really creative. You know, I, I don't think it's a un, unrealistic for you to expect to do one first year or two if you if you really push it. But um, you certainly won't be seeing one in the first two or three weeks. Um, but I think yeah. as, as you as you say, having that kind of experienced work on your portfolio that speaks speaks volumes really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we've been going quite a while would you have any other sort of issues you think would be really relevant you'd like to bring up to parents any advice anything you, you think is really really um important that i've probably missed because i don't really see things from your side of the, the industry so ronnie let's start with you anything you can anything come to mind that you were sort of as close thoughts sort of um send out to, to parents oh god um what concerns <laughs> concerns or issues i mean i know there's there's some things that you know certainly one thing that keeps coming up from from for me that i see is um, the, the current the online safety thing obviously oh, okay. yeah, do yeah. you have uh, models having instagram profiles i mean we all have them yeah. some of them are open some of them are closed i speak to so many mums recently who've had to close their profiles down yeah. um well, for I, various reasons yeah, i mean I, how do you how yeah. do you manage it i manage Chili's account yeah um and i was talking to a it the other day and um because she's at a really funny age she's 13 and everything is embarrassing um so i can't i've got to go kind of show her what i'm going to put on before i can put it on because all of her school friends are her friends instagram for her professional account as well so if i even if i put a picture of her that's uh, an editorial with crazy makeup on it might be a little bit embarrassing for her so i do have to be really careful and sensitive um but um yeah, she gets she gets quite a lot of attention on Instagram. It's not attention that I'd want her to see. So um, it is it is very very tricky, and I'm not going to let her run it until she's about fifteen, sixteen minimum, um, because the amount of disgusting, awful messages that she gets. Yeah. From, there's a lot of dirty men on Instagram, unfortunately, and young ones as well, young and old. Yeah. Um, a lot of um, horrible men. 
it seems to be and, and I look at each person's comments and go and look at look at their account and it's horrifying sometimes it's one of those things I don't it's obviously not pleasant to talk about however I think it's really important to discuss it honestly and openly because if you're entering this this world then it's, a, it's something you're going to probably have to deal with you know, yeah. sadly, you know, putting yourself out there on Instagram or any social platform, you know, a lot of a lot. I hear a lot of discussion about it and it, it kind of it really saddens me quite a lot. Quite frankly, I think yeah. if you don't if you don't talk about it, if you don't make people aware of it, then it, it's it does them a disservice. And if they're entering into it sort of and they get blindsided by it. So um, just sorry, I jumped in there. Rihanna, do you guys have the same sort of thoughts on that because yes. i mean you yeah. do you manage your own profile rihanna i like post everything so you can tell from my instagram stories yeah. but um my mum does oversee everything i don't look at requests personally myself on instagram my mum goes through those and then if there's like work through there then she'll tell me but i choose not to look at the request because like you said there is really dodgy stuff <laughs> and it's all about what you put yourself out there for and like pictures that you post because sometimes if you post a bit more of like pr provocative pictures, yeah, that's the type of audience you're attracting. So it's always about being careful about what you post. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable really in this day and age with social media, but you can, there's ways to avoid it or minimize it. Yeah. yeah really sad to think that it's inevitable, isn't it? It's not, it, a, is, it's, yeah. it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be inevitable, um, but you it's, make a good, you make a good the point right? there in terms of your images, protect yourselves. I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the main message here. Protect yourself as best you can and uh, try and stay safe. Another thing on Instagram about um, um, companies messaging you to see if you can be like a rep or something. Oh, um, yes. yes. Quite, yeah. get quite a lot of them and they, they, you know, initially you think, oh, my God, I'm going to get free stuff. Um, you don't get no. free stuff, really. No. Um, I mean, we have done, but <laughs> the majority of time is that they want you to pay a quite a high um post and packaging or they're only offering you 50 percent which is definitely yeah. a no-no if if i'm going to promote your your stuff it's going it's got to be 100 percent free mm -hmm. um so there are so many scams on instagram and even the other day i had a mum messaging me her teenage daughter is getting really excited because a company has asked her to do this and they're asking her to give over money and i'm like definitely 100 no. no you don't give over money um and there is so many of them on instagram so just to make that really clear that don't get sucked into it it's not they're not gonna ask you to promote their stuff when you've got followers and you've only got two pictures on your instagram that's not gonna that do you know what i mean they're yeah, not yeah. gonna ask you to do that it's literally a big marketing tool yeah yeah out, out of interest have you guys ever had any experience of these um feature accounts that uh, pop up you know like we feature yeah. as you know a b or c i mean i think yeah. those are something you should watch out for as well i mean i often, sometimes i find that people have taken my pictures and featured them without not tagged me so they don't know so i don't know they're on yeah. there i guess they they know i wouldn't approve um so always be aware of those things because I, I think those ones are to be maybe avoided i don't do you have have you guys got any opinions on those do you do you find any of them to be useful I mean, for us, we kind of avoid them at all costs just because you don't know what type of audience they have and who's following them. So just for safety reasons, we just choose not to do that. I mean, it's worked amazingly for other models. And if you've done like your research and you know the person who's running the account and you're 100% sure, go for it. But if you feel a bit not right about it, it's better off not to do it because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't gain much from them anyways. Yeah. Tilly got featured on, um, on a site that I had nothing, I had no idea. And 
I looked at it initially and saw some of the, um, a few models per age that we know on it. And then I started scrolling down and the models were getting more and more less clothes on, less clothes on, less clothes yeah. on. Um, and I was just like, no way, take her off right now. And um, from that, she got so many um, horrible um, followers. Yeah. So just literally complained. I complained to to Instagram saying that, you know, they used her image and we got so many dodgy followers from it and um yeah but the, i still see the same kids getting po posted on these things and yeah and you just think yeah you've got a lot of followers you've got whatever eighty thousand, ninety thousand followers but i'm not sure you know like mm, it just makes me feel yeah. a bit scared and that, that's a good message is to just do your research before you allow anything to happen it's all about protecting yeah. yourself protecting your brand you yeah. know just be be aware of everything everything is not a golden ticket I don't think they exist. No. I think you've just got to put the, put the work in, put the hours in. There's no easy road, um, unfortunately, yeah. as much as we'd all love yeah. one. Um, just do your research and, and be careful, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 definitely. And I think as well, the, the, some of the people that have got loads of followers, they may be doing really well in terms of Instagram, but are they getting booked jobs? Yes. Yes. You've got to ask yourself that. Are they getting booked paid jobs? I don't know. I think I think as a, as a key thing to remember is that follow the number of followers you have doesn't necessarily translate to exactly how well you're doing, does it? No, no. Don't chase the followers, chase the work. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes like we spoke <laughs> to casting directors who are kind of like, yeah, this person has forty posts, yet they have like twenty k followers. That's just not, and they're going to choose not to book you. So there's no point in like trying to get loads and loads of followers because at the end of the day, if it's not genuine, it's it doesn't get you anywhere. No, people people know the tricks, don't they? They know how to they know how to spot a fake fake account, really, don't they? So I think yeah. at this this stage in the game, people are aware of what you can do to to try and trick them, and they are going to actively yeah. seek to not hire you or you know put you down at the bottom of the list if they think you're just trying to boost your own popularity. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I said to Tilly, um, having lots of followers and lots of likes on Instagram is like having lots of money when you're playing Monopoly. Um, I was just thinking as well with with Instagram when when Rianne was talking about the um, the people doing castings. Um, we've been told as well that when Rihanna has been asked to come to a casting, they've checked her Instagram, mm -hmm. they've checked the type of things that she's posting, um, and um, a lot of people haven't been chosen because of the way that they've portrayed themselves, that they don't mm -hmm. match the brand that they've been casted for. Mm. Um, so that's really important if you do want to get into the modelling business that. You have to be really careful about what you do choose to post. I yeah, think that's a very good point. Yeah, you're always again you're protecting your brand. Obviously, yeah. if they're hiring you, they're associating you with them, so they want to make sure they're protected. Yeah. Especially with, with like child modelling and stuff. Like, there's some models who post like they're in their twenties, and a lot of brands aren't going to want that. If they're picking you to do a, a child campaign, they want you to represent that and not like yeah. Yeah. Be selective and be selective with what you post. Really, don't just post anything that comes into your head. You know, yeah. put put your work up there. You're trying to represent yourself. You know, yes, you may not have much work, but don't worry about that. I think it's more important to put quality rather rather than quantity up there. Yeah. Um, that's a really really good point. I didn't think of that. Thank you very much. That's that's a really valuable one for everyone to take take heed of. Okay. This well, guys, awesome. this has been brilliant. Thank you so much. No, it's amazing. Thanks for jumping on the first episode. It's gonna be a bit rough and ready this one but i'm looking forward to seeing how it goes i mean I, I never thought i'd get around to doing this so in some ways being locked in as um 
allowed me to do this. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm getting stuff done. Yeah, stuff has been on my list for years. I'm just sort of thinking, oh, I'll, I'll yeah, well, I make that podcast. I'll write that book. I'll, I'll get that stuff done. <laughs> Thank you for being involved. I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, so couldn't, have picked, couldn't have picked my better first guests. So there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed our first discussion. We covered a lot of issues, and I know there'll be some questions. If you have anything you want to ask or any subjects you want to see featured on upcoming episodes, get in touch on podcast at themerative.com. We'll be trying to produce episodes weekly, and our next episode will be featuring a models roundtable, which will be delving deeper into some of the issues we spoke about today. But if you have any questions for them, please do get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at nick.dale, online at nickdale.co.uk, and at themerative.com. Music on today's episode was I Got This by Tiger Run, licensed with audio.com. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time.